3: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I feel like we ought to get this out of the way before we get to something of a little more importance. Uh, Michael every now and then comes up with a sound that he wants us to try to guess what it is. So this is nah. a, this is a feature called Guess the Sound. Play the sound. Do we get any hints or anything or no? Uh, it's water related. It's water related a wa- yes. sound. Okay, here we go.
0: <laughs>
4: Excuse me. That's my unusually flatulent Uncle Ed at the Uh-oh. local pool.
1: Have you ever? That's enough of that. Have you ever laid with your ear? On, have, you with your ear on, have you ever laid with your ear on somebody's stomach? My brother and I used to do that.
5: But we were yes. kids. Yes, that, I it's, have. It's, it's free home. Nintendo, I'm guessing. It's yeah. Shut nin- up. <laughs> pre-nintendo
1: <coughs> it's hilarious though the sounds and uh so that's me after a meat lover's pizza
4: oh <laughs> 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 i don't have any guesses okay so that, a that's a beast of, of the wild uh michael i'm guessing is that correct yeah actually jack may have
2: just said it so what is it it's a humpback whale it's mating season
1: oh uh, they're doing it that's the
2: sounds of that's so easy easy no, that's Easy. them calling out for. Uh, that's the male humpback calling out for the female. M-
5: making the whale, oh. M- making the whale with two humps. How's <laughs> your drink? Do you need a refill? Blah 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 blah.
4: <laughs> Putting the humpback in humpback right there. <laughs> well, good for you, you kids. What are you saying? We do
5: what we're named after. Blah 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 blah. blah.
4: <laughs> I've heard that line so many times.
5: Our pug is
1: in heat, and it's just a disaster. She's just all kinds of moody and weird. <laughs> wow.
5: Demanding. Wow, Unsnipped, huh? Moody Pugs, their album got delayed. It's going to be like another couple months before <laughs> Oh, my before God. What? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? It's digital. You can do it fast. And just
4: gonna, fix it in post. And they were going to tour with $6 Duck, but... <laughs> Auto-tune it. Um, oh, that reminds us. We really ought to apologize to the audience for when you were discussing uh, getting two new ducks, that at no point did we play the... Bro, put the duck back. Bro, put the duck back. Yeah, <laughs> funny. How did the day after,
1: we talked about that a lot. I have yeah. the story of we just got some new ducks and my kids are really enjoying their
4: ducks and we didn't think of this. Yeah, the A&G brain trust as we refer to it, which is ironic. Bro, Bro put, put the, the duck, duck back. back. Bro, put the uh, duck back. How, how did all of us miss that? Uh, Shameful. Did you really just put the duck in there? Has there been any break in that case? I haven't been on it. The duck is missing, and so is the world's longest rabbit. The San Diego duck napping. The, 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 the extremely long rabbit snatching. Mm-hmm. What kind of world is this? I don't know.
1: Uh, opinion piece from a guy named Sonny Bunch, who's an uh, op-ed writer for the Washington Post and writes a lot about Hollywood. Want to get political at the Oscars? Tell The Oscars are Sunday. Am I right about that? Yes. Want to get political at the Oscars? Tell the truth about... What China is doing in Xinjiang, which I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but we had on... Who's that guy from the Washington Post last week? We need to have him on again because he's got a book out about it, and it's really good. Oh, really? Uh, huh. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Whatever his name was, he said, uh, he said, I don't know how you pronounce it either. Well, if he doesn't know, then I don't need to know because he wrote a book about it. Xinjiang. The Oscars are this weekend, and the outlook for the ceremony is dire. Award shows have seen their ratings collapse, and almost no one has heard of, let alone seen most of the movies competed for Best Picture. The Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences is understandably worried. They've brought in Steven Soderbergh to spice up the ceremony, and they're likely hoping that stars keep partisanship to a minimum. A former producer speaking anonymously for Nicole Sperling and Brooks Barnes of the New York Times told the reporters that vast swaths of people turned off their televisions when celebrities start
4: to opine on politics. You're just now catching on to that, are you? Yeah, they have the second-to-second ratings meter thingy readout. So they can see, midway through a lecture from some starlet, people just bailing by the thousands.
1: Still, even if the Oscars ratings shrink, few winners will ever have as big a live audience as they do at that moment. True. And if they want to make great use of their platform while showing real courage and producing striking television, yeah, real courage, like not bad-mouthing Bush or Trump. That's really easy to do in front of a crowd full of people who agree with you. And it costs you nothing. All your friends agree with you. All the cool people you like agree with you. No risk whatsoever. How about some risk here? They should take up an issue that would alienate neither neither left or the right and speak truth to their industry's own failings, the striking abuse of the minority Uyghur population by the Chinese government. If anyone out West needs some tips, here's what one speech might look like. Thank you to the Academy to my parents, to my agents, to my producers. It was an honor to work on this picture and I can't wait to do more great work with everyone in this room. I'd also like to thank Richard Gere Richard, you don't know how me you don't know me and you're not here tonight because you've been largely banned from the show not for vulgarity or coarseness, but because you dared call out China for its shocking abuses of Tibet. But you were right to criticize the Chinese government then, and I'd be remiss if I did not highlight another atrocity happening right now as we fet ourselves and launch yet another blockbuster season in China. The oppression of the minority Muslim Uyghur population in the Xinjiang region, where the Chinese Communist Party is engaged in what can only be described as ethnic cleansing. You can see it in the region's birth rate, which has fallen by almost half among Uyghurs. Wow, I didn't know that. Yikes. In some prefectures, the decline has been even more precipitous because of forced sterilization campaigns that include implanting IUDs in women against their will. You can see it in the campaigns to alter the very foundation of these Muslim strongholds where mosques and shrines have been destroyed, where minarets have been removed, where cemeteries have been raised. You can see it in the horrifying practice of family separation, an act we rightfully condemned when it happened within our own borders, yet stand silently about it as it happens in Hollywood's largest foreign market. That Uyghur children are torn from the arms of their parents and re-educated to hate their heritage is Abominable. Abominable. And finally, you can see it in the campaign of lies propagated by the Chinese government about what it's doing in Xinjiang. It's war on the truth-tellers and their families. This campaign can only succeed with our silence. I, for one, will be silent no longer. Thank you again for this award. You'll never hear it. That speech took about 90 seconds to read, roughly twice the length of the traditional afforded 45, but one of the changes that Steven Soderbergh has promised this year is to give winners space. We've encouraged them to tell a story to say something personal. I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. I, you know.
4: When those moments are good, that's the best
1: yeah. part. And then, the, yeah. and, and whenever they are good, they get cut off right when they get into the good stuff. Right. So that you can right. get to the next person who thinks their agents and badmouths Trump or Bush. Few stories are more important right now than that of the Uyghur population suffering at the hands of the Chinese government. It's a crime against humanity taking place while the whole world watches, or rather, turns its head in shame and lets it occur, worried about losing access to the valuable Chinese market, as retailers H&M and Nike have criticized the case of forced labor to pick cotton in Xinjiang. Hollywood is as susceptible to these pressures as anyone else, possibly more so given the beleaguered state of domestic theatrical exhibition and China's increasingly important global market share. But the movie business is unsure of how to dance around China's crimes against humanity, often winding up in hot water even as it tries to placate the Chinese Communist Party. So he advocates somebody giving a speech like that. Um, Somebody, surely somebody will say something, particularly that woman who is the director and creator of Nomad, which won Best Picture at the Golden Globes. She's got the greatest opportunity. Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao. I Mm -hmm. really hope she brings it. That could, I, I still think that could be a a, 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 like a historically important moment between the United States and China.
4: Yeah, I wonder. I, I, I hope it happens. I could easily see the power brokers in Hollywood, um, you know, Richard Gear, or, um. Or just ignore her and hope it goes away and behind the scenes contact her Chinese overlords and say, don't worry about it. Just don't worry. About she it. won't work in this Nobody town again. Nobody pays attention to this. No,
1: she'll never get a big production off the ground, not, at least not with our support.
4: Right, exactly. Yeah. We will keep doing what we've been doing. We're cool. Just forgive us for this
1: one. Um, you know what would be awesome in my dream world is every single recipient... Says more or less that speech. Every single one. The whole one.
4: What are you going to do then? There's a briefer version of it. Yeah. Uh, I hope that happens, although it's not clear who will see it. Getting back to a uh, vastly less important aspect of the Oscars. Did you know, sir? The ratings for the Grammys were down by 53%. Golden Globes plummeted by more than 60. Now, some a caveat. Of some of it's because, you know, it's a Zoom show, right? Well, and people seek out highlights online. I didn't watch the Grammys. I was somewhat curious about how the performances went, so I just sought out highlights. Um, but numbers are plunging, and this is so interesting, just the way the culture changes. The uh, viewership record uh, domestically for the Oscars was the year Titanic swept the awards. More than 57 million people watched. Fifty-seven. If the Oscars is hit by a decline like the Golden Globes and the Grammys, it'll be less than 10 million, yeah. the single digits. But
1: if speeches like that were given, they'll bounce around YouTube and the uh, social media and cable news and everything like crazy.
4: It'll be huge. Yeah, I would agree. Oh, yeah, it'll, it'll be a huge news story, I think, depending on which news uh, organizations are tied to networks, which are kissing the ass of the Chinese.
1: I love seeing that opinion piece in the Washington Post, because the kind of crowd that wins Oscars, reads the Washington Post.
4: hmm Yeah. One more uh, Oscars note, and that's uh, unusual for me because I don't give a damn about the Oscars. In fact, I despise them. I found it interesting that uh, this data research company that looks at this sort of thing said last month only 18% of active, active film watchers had heard of Mank, the Netflix film leading the Oscar race with 10 nominations. Only 18% of active film watchers had heard of it it sounded like you said mank mank m a n k you said that on purpose yeah that's like the name Bank what could that possibly an m.
5: what could that possibly be about it is about citizen kane oh that's right this is the Lord. movie about the making of citizen kane Nah, which right. probably means he's going to win all the stuff because Hollywood loves a movie about movies. I just don't like Citizen Kane. It's, it's probably because it's not an you, enjoyable thing you, to watch. You like It's because it you're on too unsophisticated.
4: I'll,
1: you don't good. get it. It's I, brilliant.
5: I, I, Absolutely brilliant yeah, filmmaking.
4: You, no one could hurt my feelings about the fact that I don't
1: <laughs>
0: enjoy
5: I'll take Citizen Kane. versus Godzilla.
0: <laughs> I've no. never seen
2: it. Is it a comedy? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's
4: hilarious, Michael. It's a laugh a minute comedy. It's a pre Shemp Three Stooges movie. Yeah, yeah, it's good. This is Curly's finest performance. Just when you're watching Citizen Kane, just keep waiting. Curly shows up a little later on than you expect, but just keep watching. You know, we should talk about the change in the tastes of generations. The young folks, they don't give a damn about movies. Oh. And that's going to kill Hollywood. So we can hit that. What if do you they want. care about? Video games. Their are TikTok. <clears throat> yeah, that too. That too. The average uh, Hollywood movie is uh, something like 65 times longer than the average uh, TikTok. But the chicks aren't playing video games, are they? They they are. The chicks are. are. Uh Yes, absolutely, Jack. You know nothing about the modern chicks. Huh? (laughs) Including not to call them chicks. (laughs) All that on the way.
3: Armstrong and Getty. To the rock and roll on Saturday night. Yes, Saturday, Saturday night, night, yes! Dance into the
1: our and Let's get to spelling it again. Saturday I like the spelling Saturday part.
4: Night. It doesn't come along for quite some time. But
1: I love spelling in all songs.
4: <laughs> Watch Sesame Street.
1: There needs to be more spelling in songs. This is the Bay City Rollers. And apparently the lead singer has died, whoever that is, Nigel Tuffman.
4: He's a fine fellow by all accounts, passed away suddenly at the age of 65. Just are
1: you? going st- start spelling again?
4: Mm, about the 22nd, I think. What year was this popular? 76, 77? Yeah, middle 70s, yeah. There you go. There you go
1: to the states why i can spell saturday
5: <laughs> excellent
1: all right michael so please. uh interesting story on that was kind of they were a british band and they they were popular for a couple. of coffee, i believe yeah whatever they were and yeah. uh and um howard cosell the sportscaster had just started a, a variety show that was on saturday night and he thought he was going to be the next ed sullivan and he thought the bay city rollers were going to be his beatles and so hmm. he really popularized the Bay City Rollers by pushing them hard on his short-lived Saturday Night Variety show as he tried to turn them into the Beatles, which they were
4: not. They ended up with their own show fairly briefly.
1: Yeah, but, I think uh, they even had a cartoon
4: for a while. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I think they had... They, were, they were no uh, Knack, the Knack. <laughs> that was actually a really good band. Oh, the Knack, knack. I like. That's a real yeah. music. On that. Yeah. Um don't try burr. suicide, you're just gonna hate it. oh uh, breaking news, Michael. Breaking news. Actual non seventies pop breaking news. The donkey has uh been sedated. There he is. <laughs> Our breaking news donkey. Brandon news? the
1: breaking news donkey just got his second shot of the Pfizer vaccine and yeah. he's really yeah.
4: feeling it. Yeah. Uh Moderna. Yeah. He's down. Team Pfizer all the way. Uh, when news breaks, the donkey brays on the Armstrong and Getty show. For some reason, uh, the House of Representatives has passed the D.C. statehood measure. Uh, it's uh, setting up what is described as a historic fight in the Senate.
1: I never can so. tell if when things are a gesture or they're about to happen and they're worth talking about. A lot of things are just a gesture and they're never going to happen and they're not worth talking. About. Like the court packing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to a couple of my pundits last week who said, we're not even going to talk about it. There's no chance of it at all, so forget
4: it. You know, I appreciate that smug superiority. I've been known to indulge in it myself. Uh, but I honestly believe a lot of that stuff, it starts with the everybody's laughing at it and doesn't bother to shoot it down. And then the soft heads and/or those who would tear down the system or whatever, they get more and more support for it. And then by the time a guy like well, guys like us wake up and say, "Wow, wait a minute, this has gotten serious." All right, now we need to explain to you why it's a bad idea. It's already hit critical mass, and it's right. too late.
1: I've been listening to my Bay City Rollers' Greatest Hits album, not realizing that critical mass had been achieved. Yeah, now well, there on, you go. On Washington D.C. becoming a state which would give Democrats two more solid Democrat seats, and they would control the Senate. Um, uh, George Will wrote a big piece today with all kinds of explanations why the Founding Fathers thought that was a terrible idea. So if you're into it, read that.
4: Yeah, I will, actually, and we'll, pay, we'll post that at armstrongandgetty.com.
0: S-A-T-U-R-T-A-Y!
4: All right, fine. Oh, uh, if you're a parent gathering your teenage kids in the living room to watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I've heard of on Disney, it's pretty good. Just know there's a good chance they'd rather be playing Fortnite. Big changes in the entertainment tastes of uh, youngsters.
1: Well, that's a, yeah. I, I don't know. Always, always so broad a brush with these things. My son loves Falcon and Winter Soldier, but also loves video
4: games. But is there mm, room for both. And how how does he son? feel about the Bay City Rollers?
1: Am I? Are you my son? Yeah. It's funny. You and my 11 year old have exactly the
5: same taste. Eh, There's probably nothing to be introspective about. I'll just just wave that away.
3: (laughs) Hilarious. Armstrong and Getty.
4: Netflix announced yesterday that it will spend 17 billion dollars on content for 2021. Oh, oh, honey, no, we're uh,
2: we're going outside now.
5: Hmm, Is
4: that a joke? I'm, I didn't get it.
2: Uh, oh, they're spending joke money. Was a
4: joke of a
5: joke? Yeah, they're spending money, but oh, sorry, we're not locked inside anymore. Netflix. Oh, we're gonna no. have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to have a conversation. They do need to take that into account. Huh? There are gonna be yeah. a lot,
1: lot more people out and about. Yeah. Um, so, coming up, I want to tell you what uh, Charles Payne had to say about Al Sharpton. Oh, good. Good. I really like Charles Payne if you've ever seen him on Fox Business. Great, big, giant, black guy. Looks like he could have
4: been an NFL football player. Smart as a whip. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me that whole housing market using an Apple. I was hoping we'd get that on today. All right. The kids would rather play video games than watch uh, movies and TV. There you go. That's it. That's, That's the fun. whole story. That's, you know okay. what? Yeah, there are more details, but. Who needs them? Compared to millennials, I mean, the numbers are practically cut in half.
5: Wow. I was ahead of my time. (laughs) Although you watch plenty of movies and and shows and stuff, Sean. I do, but I would almost always rather be playing video games. Wow. Huh. It's 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 the difference between passive and active,
4: right? Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's thoroughly defensible, yeah. You're engaged. You're concentrating. Your mind is working. Instead of just sitting there. Like a slug on the couch.
1: It's the opportunity cost though, it just, it blocks out th- th- everything else. Mm
4: hmm. In a lot of cases, yeah. And it's, it's so much fun, it it can screw up lives.
1: It's better than playing catch. It's better than just sitting around and then
5: something kind of happens, comes it, up. It has a very easy time of hijacking your reward oh, systems.
1: Yeah, if I if I, oh, yeah. if I I didn't make my kids stop, they would do it all day long. Yeah. And whenever we make it stop, there's always a little period of, uh, well, what are we going to do now? And we sit around, and the next thing you know, we're doing something and having a really good time. Yeah, but it's way more fun than stupid, stupid reading. Please. (laughs) Stupid, stupid reading. Uh, Charles Payne blasted Reverend. He's the financial guy in Fox Business. He blasted Reverend Al Al Sharpton on Wednesday for strutting to his private plane on his way to Minneapolis for the trial of former police officer Derek Chauvin. Sharpton found guilty, blah, 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 we all know that. Sharpton posted a video of himself on Twitter with the caption, Headed to Minneapolis to stand with the Floyd family. His closing arguments are set to be made, where he can be seen walking to a private aircraft in the background. Uh, Charles Payne on Fox said, I got to tell you, I cringed when I saw Al Sharpton strutting to a private plane to fly to Minneapolis. So many people have made millions of dollars stoking the flames of anger. They never present a smart game plan to win greater equality, just vitriol that leads to burning cities while the shake while they shake down big corporations. Payne added that he was on pins and needles ahead of the verdict in the trial and said he could not deal with the pain of those That felt helpless watching a fellow human being being killed in broad daylight by someone who took an oath to serve and protect the Fox business host went on to say he disagreed with Vice President Kamala Harris when she said the Chauvin verdict won't help generations of pain. I think it was a monumental verdict that allows more people to trust the legal system and allowing it to work Uh, in a way that would help the healing process pain mentioned. As a black man, there's no other country I'd rather live in than America. I was blessed to be born here, and it is my great hope and belief that we all keep getting better. That whole shakedown making you rich thing, I don't know exactly what Al Sharpton's doing. It's probably the same thing Jesse Jackson did. Jesse Jackson would make it clear to some company, look, we're going to launch a boycott on you, and it's going to get a lot of media attention and going to be really ugly. Or you could donate a million dollars to my Rainbow Coalition charity. And I'm sure Al Sharpton's doing similar sorts of things. Why is the Reverend Al Sharpton flying around on a private plane? Well, because he does this sort of thing. I could come to this protest that I hear is becoming a big thing outside your plant, or you could donate to my charity, and
4: I wouldn't have to. Right, right, it, and watching the post-Verdict press conference, it was fairly sickening as uh, Al Sharpton was worshipped as like the... I know. The, Jesse Jackson is the father, Al Sharpton as the son, and Benjamin Crump is the Holy Ghost as they're all profiteers, you know, race hustlers as they used to be called. Oh, that reminds me, there's a great editorial I came across. Time to put, uh, what, what did they say? Crazy old Aunt Maxine Waters out to pasture. <laughs> and uh, went through her list of unholies, uh, which really good. We probably don't have time for that today, but we'll get to it tomorrow. But it was some good, hard-hitting stuff. And it's not just a, like personal vitriol. It goes down the list of here are the ways in which she is an awful human being. And it's a pretty good list. Do you remember that big boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal? How could we forget?
1: It's still stuck, but in a different way. It hasn't moved from its holding spot, so they got it unstuck drove it out of their little ways and parked it because there's this bitter battle over who's going to pay these bills, these various giant bills that, uh, you know, there's a billion dollars worth of bills to get paid off. And Egypt's holding on to it right now. The crew is still stuck on the ship. The crew of the Ever Given could be stuck on that u- that boat where it is for years. They think, I'm years. jumping off. I'm swimming away. Screw you. The crew still stuck on the ship is very concerned about this. as There seems to be no sign that an agreement will be reached between Egypt and the Ever Givens owners anytime soon. And until there's an agreement in place, the crew is stuck there and it could be that way for years. And apparently it isn't unusual for crew members to get trapped on ships caught in the middle of international shipping disputes. The Guardian, the uh, uh, British newspaper, details the fate of one sailor who has been the lone guardian of a ship for the last two years in the Gulf of Suez, only 50 miles south of where the Ever Given has been held since it was freed back in March. He's only allowed off the ship for two-hour intervals to get food and water. Wow. Wow. Wow! So you need somebody on there, I guess, to you know run- turn the air conditioning on and off and keep the rats from chewing up all the wires and all kinds
4: of. Wow! Things. Two hours, got to grab groceries, a little water, maybe stop by the local uh, massage uh, emporium to get a little physical companionship. It's Come on, su- a man
1: has needs. It's surprisingly common for ships and their crews to be stranded and sometimes abandoned due to disappearing owners, pay disputes, and management troubles. Widespread enough that the International Labor Organization maintains a database of cases of abandoned seafarers and the crews that are stuck on their boats. Yikes. I didn't know this was a thing. Somebody's got to
4: make a movie out of this. Yeah, that's great. Well, I know that they don't have immigration clearance to come ashore just anywhere the ship happens to land. Uh Uh-huh. So I suppose if you're
1: getting paid your regular salary, you just, you know, whatever. Okay, I'll do my really, really easy job and collect my money. They're weirdos yeah, they- anyway. We talked about this the other day. You weren't here. But you remember when you and I were told the story of what those crews are like on those giant tanker ships?
4: Yeah, you would not want to hang out. With
1: they're them. weird loners who hang out in the dark. And they, yeah. and they They come into port and they don't want to go into town and, like, you know, ha- yeah, go to a restaurant and check. No, they stay on the boat.
4: Yeah, yeah. Often they're foreign nationals. They Reirdos. don't speak the language. They hold no currency. Rat people, to quote Paul Simon, rat people. Yes, what they become? Rat people. They scurry around you? in the dark and want to be alone. Now you're impugning sailing men. And I don't know why. <laughs> Your hateful nature, I guess. <laughs> Although you know, some of these guys probably have families. They want to get home. They don't want to sit there in the Suez Canal for the rest of their lives. But they
1: don't. I bet that's not the kind of person that takes that job. I think yeah, you're, I wonder. I think you're a, a loner.
4: I think you're a loner. Oh, you weren't talking to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The L.A. Dodgers are offering sections within the stadium available only to those who have been fully vaccinated, and then they can sit side by side. That's got to be the future. This isn't going to last long. It's going to be over before you know this.
4: Sitting there in a ravine, sucking in that clean L.A. air, watching the Dodgers. Fabulous. Finally, normalcy. But isn't this going to
1: happen more often, more and more often in restaurants and ballparks and stuff like that? All you got the vaccination. Show me your card. You can sit over there. Have a good time.
4: Yeah, I guess. Although we read the email early this morning from Tom in Las Vegas. I thought it was great. He said, all is, this is all it takes to get back to normal. Every business posts a warning something like this. Caution, this establishment does not require masks or social distancing. You may be exposed to the coronavirus. Enter at your own risk. If you're not vaccinated, it's recommended you don't enter if you do take appropriate precautions. Um, other patrons are not responsible for your well-being. That's fine with me. Self-select. Liberty. Choose what is right for you and yours. The business ain't responsible. The government ain't responsible. You are. Congratulations. Look at
1: this headline from the New York Post. Police in Ohio shoot and kill 15-year-old girl.
4: That's the Post? Yeah.
1: Well, it's accurate. Yes, but it doesn't take many more words to say wielding a knife. Right. Yeah. All right. Gets and doesn't get nearly as many clicks, man. Come on. Also, breaking news, in addition to the fact that the lead singer of the Bay City Rollers has passed, Uh D-U-R, D-U-R, There you
4: go. Um, I'm rolling my eyes. I realize this is radio. The Sorry.
1: opposition leader to Putin, Navalny, who's on a hunger strike and near death, his own lawyers are asking him to go off his hunger strike. Hopefully. Uh, and they're refusing medical care there. Putin's not allowing it, but no, he wants the guy to die.
4: I'm sure he'd be fine with it. I mean, he snuffs people all the time.
1: So it's Earth Day. I feel like we should take a look at the latest polling of how people feel about climate change and how it breaks down by party. It's, like most things, quite different depending on what your political ideology is. But it is Earth Day. so I don't Is know it? What, I don't know what I should do to help out. I
4: don't want Every day is Earth Day. I've spent every day of my life on Earth.
1: Every single day.
4: I see no reason to set aside a day.
1: Um, It's my planet. You won't be surprised, uh, the breakdown, but you might be surprised how big the difference is between Republicans and Democrats and other stuff on the way.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Excuse me, is that Apple for sale? Uh, yeah, we're about to put it on sale right now, actually. Well, I'm in the market, so tell me about your Apple. Why should I buy it? (laughs) Nice try. Okay, people, here's how this is going to work. I have an Apple here. The highest bidder's going home with this. I want all bids in in the next two minutes, then we're closing it. Bidding starts at $5. Feeling pretty confident there, huh? I mean, don't you $10. think... $10. He said starting at 5 15 Is this a new apple? Yeah, just listed. I'm pre-qualified. I'll pay cash. I got cash. 20 uh, 30 40 No, just make it 45 Is it even worth that?
3: 50 I
4: don't know. Please, this is the eighth apple I've tried to buy. Could I at least see it up close? Uh, nope, it's an apple. You know what it is. You either want it or you don't. I'll take it for 100 What? I'm from California. It's the cheapest apple I've ever seen. <laughs> 120 Why did I do that? Why,
1: I don't, I don't... So it's an illustration of the housing market through an apple.
4: That's a pretty good representation.
1: I Yikes. uh I haven't been buying a house during this boom, but I did during the last one back in the day and that, I remember remember looking at a house and I had a question and the person was similarly similar in a similar way dismissive. Yeah. The real estate agent like I had a question of so, are the utility bills in a house like this? And the person just said, in a week, this place is going to cost twenty thousand dollars more than it does today. And so, I how have,
4: about you shut up? <laughs> I have eight
1: people who are interested, so I'm not answering any questions about the yard or the neighbors or the utility bills or the
4: whatever. Would the owner be willing to repaint the bathroom? Get out of my way. <laughs> Let me the owner's gonna to come out here and paint your face. Let me sell right? it to somebody who doesn't
1: ask questions. Um, and uh, so Sean handed this to me. Is the U.S. housing market heading for a crash? Here's what the experts say. The phrase "When is the housing market going to crash?" is up two thousand four hundred and fifty percent over past month on Google. <laughs> Everybody's searching that as if it's predictable. But
4: the question is a bubble.
1: Yeah, it's clearly a bubble. When it crashes, though, is it tomorrow or in a year? I don't have any idea.
5: When you figure it out, could you let me know? Yeah. 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 Let well, you're all right. Know. So you're on the buying end. You're waiting for it to crash. You can buy I'm secretly rooting for all of yeah. your houses to drop in value yeah. in a disgusting way. And
1: if you're not moving anytime soon, it doesn't matter either. So my house goes back to slightly closer to what it was before this run-up. Whatever. I wouldn't move Ooh. anywhere.
4: Right, Right, unless you're going to move to a you know a different real estate market and a less uh, much less bubbly one, then yeah, what are you going to do? Live under a bridge?
1: Yeah, unless you're like yeah, unless you're moving to like a whole different state region something like that where the prices are way different. You just so I go. Well, you
4: could rent and pocket. You know,
1: that's risky though because again, is are you going to be renting for a week or a or a a month or a or two years or how long? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's you know it's quite a lifestyle thing. But otherwise, yeah, obviously the problem is. So I go and I buy that house over there at a high price, and then it crashes, or I wait till it gets low, but, the, but my house is low, and that one's low. Okay, whatever. <laughs> what have I accomplished yeah. here? Yeah. Um. It was on this day, or this week, this day, in 1970, 51 years ago, that Walter Cronkite was talking about Earth
5: Day. Good evening. A unique day in American history is ending, a day set aside for a nationwide outpouring of mankind seeking its own survival. Earth Day, a day dedicated to enlisting all the citizens of a bountiful country in a common cause of saving life from the deadly byproducts of that bounty, the fouled skies, the filthy waters, the littered earth. As a demonstration, its success was mixed. Beyond expectations here, far below there. No one now can know exactly how many took part.
1: I'm probably not going to do anything for Earth Day. Maybe you are. More likely if you're a Democrat. A new Pew Research poll uh, about this Earth Day today showed that 90% of Democrats... Think the government is doing too little to reduce the effects of climate change compared with only 39% of Republicans. That's quite a difference, 90% versus 39
4: well, The fact that nearly 40% of Republicans
1: think that is notable, though. Younger Republicans are way more enthusiastic about the government involvement than their elders, uh, which is not surprising also. Um, and uh, 88% of Democrats view climate change as a major threat compared with 31% of Republicans. Hmm.
4: You know, it's worth noting, I think, that in the early 1970s, in 1970, for instance, when old uh, Walt Cronkite was talking to us, uh, the pollution was horrific. Back when, we would, back
1: when we would take news every evening from a mustachioed gentleman. It's hard to imagine. <laughs> right.
4: Air pollution, horrific, water, just litter everywhere. Landfill management was abhorrent by today's standards. We've made a lot of progress, and, and you shouldn't be cynical about it. On the other hand, there is a point of view that one must always go further, 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 no matter the cost. And I think that's where some of us get a little skeptical with the current environmental movement. We're also
1: locked in a battle for economic superiority in the world, and we're going to do a bunch and ruin our economy while China does nothing, and then they're the most powerful country in the world. That isn't going to benefit the planet, because they don't care. Trust me, they do not care. And now, it's Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty.
4: homeboy. Oh boy. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. That poor dog sounds droopy. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. He presses the buttons in the control room, keeps us on the air. Michelangelo. Michael, final you, thought.
2: You know, I'm not surprised that uh, young people like video games better than movies, because I will say, as getting back into
1: video games, a half hour becomes three hours very easily. Mm. They're fun.
4: True that. Yeah, Positive Sean knows his way around a video game. Sean?
5: Yeah, I was was expecting the Mortal Kombat movie to debut last week, but they realized that was still in the same month span as their previous big month blockbuster. So anyways, Mortal Kombat now streaming tomorrow. It's less than 24 hours away. I'm going to get to see Sub-Zero do some fatalities on people.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
5: Jack, you're the co-host by Gully. Do you have a final thought
1: for us? One Earth Day thing, environmentalist thing I do is I I don't litter. I've never littered, and I'm super anti-litter. And I, I just I don't get people who do. We went to the beach recently, this beautiful, pristine beach that's hard to get to. And there was broken bottles occasionally. And I always wonder, who are you that took the time to come to this beautiful beach because it's so beautiful, and you, you'll smash a bottle? I mean, I can, I can no more get in the mindset of that person than a serial killer. I just yeah. do
4: not understand it. I'd be willing to go a little Saudi Arabia on people like that. <laughs> you chop off their hands. Yeah, or something. Uh, my final thought is actually courtesy of George Will. is an excellent column on why the statehood for D.C. is a terrible idea, and we'll get into it tomorrow. But the opening line is the Democratic-controlled Congress will soon try to transform part of the District of Columbia, which today is about 1 18th the size of Rhode Island but slightly larger than Denver International Airport into a state. It's only slightly uh,
1: bigger than the Denver Airport? Yes, sir. Wow, that's something.
4: Yep.
1: Huh! Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
4: So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All those articles we talked about, videos, they're under hot links. God bless America. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. And then I thought, what the hell am I doing?
1: This is rubbish. This is supposed to be science. You know,
5: you have to be a berserker today. I'm just saying, take care. Wear your mask. Thank you. I don't disagree entirely with some of your points of view.
4: Please be sure to watch your language. Shut your mouth. It's tough, which is why you should tell your friends, all of your friends, your relatives, your enemies, your co-workers, strangers on the street to listen to the Armstrong and Getty show. It's the only way to save America. Armstrong and
3: Getty.